who invented volatility, uh, what he thought about it, I mean, statistically. A little bit of theory about market clearing, and um, of course, finish with our updated model of the S&P 500. Uh, the guy who invented uh, the idea of volatility as we use it in economics, econometrics, in markets uh, was Clive Granger. And uh, I met Clive Granger in about 2002 when he spoke at a conference that uh, we had sponsored here at uh, Queensland University of Technology. Clive came back, gee, every year until 2008. I think he just liked the place and the fact that it was warm. And uh, so I got to talk to him a number of occasions. He won the Nobel Prize in 2003 for inventing the concept of uh, volatility and how it was measured. And I always thought it was good that it was a Nobel Prize winner who remembered my name, even though I realised he was just being polite. We, when we attempt to model uh, volatility, there's really been amazingly little successful work done in the area. The closest to any real work and the theoretical explanation of it was done by Kevin Walsh, who was on the Open Market Committee in the Federal Reserve during the financial crisis. And he gave a speech in 2008, which uh, you can actually look up on the web called Fish Don't Know They're Wet, which wasn't an original uh, statement of his. It was uh, drawn from an American psychologist and it was about how financial institutions didn't realise that they were swimming in a sea of liquidity, and when that liquidity dried up, they didn't know it had happened, and they didn't have the liquidity support financial markets. And when that happened, you had really big surges in volatility. And that was what our experience was in, uh, in 2008 and 2009. We try and get an indicator of that. The best we can indicator we can get is the US dollar TED spread. Uh, you can find the TED spread updated on any day you like in the Federal Reserve uh, economic database. So you go to Google, which is everywhere and knows everything, and, and puts in the word TED spread FRED, FRED being the Federal Reserve economic database. And it will tell you what the TED spread is. And what you usually find is uh, that uh, <clears throat> if you're going to have a big surge in volatility, by means something actually driven by fundamentals, what you're going to see in the months rising up, coming up to that, you're going to have uh, a rising TED spread. That's not what's happened now. What you've had uh, is uh, a TED spread, uh, that is to say the amount of liquidity in the US banking system, which is pretty much exactly or slightly below the long-term median. So there's no real reason for a major surge in volatility right now. But there is, uh, there are just swings in market fluctuation. Uh, what we find is that uh, right now we think that fair value relative to where the, the Treasury Euro dollar spread is, is that volatility in the S&P 500 should be about 17. Uh, it got down to 12 um, uh, about a month ago uh, and now it's up to about 16. Uh, 15, 16, and we think it'll get to 17 and maybe a bit more. Uh, I really think, though, that uh, I'd more expect a, a, a correction early next year than now, uh, but hey, the, the market has a, um, uh, a mind of its own. But what I'm trying to say here is the kind of correction that we're experiencing 
is not caused by any fundamental deterioration. There's no tightening of liquidity, which would generate a sustained surge in volatility. There's no weakness in earnings. There's very slight downward revision in uh, US earnings, but not really much. So there's nothing that would cause a major structural surge in volatility, and there was nothing that would cause a major correction in the market, apart from a healthy bull market correction. To uh, look at uh, where um, the market could go to uh, sometime over the next few months in a healthy correction, we look at our fair value model for the S&P 500. The model, as I said a couple of weeks ago, is actually improving. It's becoming a better and better explanation because uh, it statistically now explains 89.4% uh, of monthly variation of the S&P 500. Increasingly, what's happening is that the S&P 500 is becoming more and more sensitive to earnings and less and less sensitive to bond yields. That may be because of buybacks in the US market. 75% of all the buybacks in the US market are not discretionary. They're just part of uh, employee incentive plans. So the fact that earnings grow means there's more buybacks and, the, uh, and therefore higher prices for stocks and uh, an increasing dependency on earnings. So fair value for the S&P 500 is unchanged. It's 2860 points, um, but that's 230 points lower than we are now. We're having a short-term surge in volatility and we can have a bull market correction in stocks. But um, the correction we're having is not a major structural thing. It's just uh, a healthy market event.